Welcome to the Renegade Nutrition Podcast, where we discuss all things wellness. I'm Eleni Welch, nutritionist. And I'm Kay Boyer, health enthusiast. Welcome back, Renegades. Welcome, Renegades. Welcome to another week of Smart Things with Eleni. Yes. And practical advice this Smart week. Smart and practical. I like it. Yeah. Okay, give us our title for the week. Okay, so today's current title, because you know I change them. Oh, that's right. When I edit them all the time. But this one is Adapting Family Favorite Meals for Delicious Nutrient-Dense Meals. I love the hope in that. Yeah. Like, I still get a piece of my indulgence, but I get to twist it to be healthier. Yes. Life hacks. Life hacks. Yes. I was kind of inspired by an article I read talking about this topic of, like, helping picky eaters, whether it's, like... A parent who's mm-hmm. a picky eater. Oh, yes. <laughs> or a kid, you know, yes. it's not always the kids that That's are. That's <laughs> true. That's true. I'm, I'm picky. I, yeah. yeah. Um, and I was just talking about how to like basically alter recipes to make them more nutrient dense, but still appeal to the fan favorites. I love it. Yeah. I love it. And not all of them are a huge alteration. Some of them are pretty easy. But so yeah. we'll talk about all of the classic American family favorites. Mm-hmm. Here's what I want to know from our listeners. Yeah. Nobody ever uses the polls. I think I think there's like automatically a poll with our podcast. And okay. it says like, what did you think of this episode? Okay. Here's what I would like our listeners in other countries to do who are part of other cultures. Could you click that button and then write down what some of your cultural favorite foods are? Because I'm curious. I would love to know that. Because this is just addressing like our perspective of American, like classic American meals. But I'm like... It's all we know. I'm like, what are... There's got to be like cult favorites in other cultures, right? Like I agree. Because listen, every family in America, and catch me if I'm wrong, we've got our American tacos right? once a week. We got American spaghetti once a week. You betcha. Yep. We got it. maybe a hamburger one night a week. Maybe what mac else? and cheese. Maybe mac and cheese. Pizza. Yeah, pizza. Those are kind of on rotation when you're in that like quick dinner, indulgent, like standard American, yeah, standard American babysitters coming over. That's what you shoot in the oven. Yeah. Um, yeah. What are your like standard go to like the five main meals that you guys had? I want to know. And it's I mean, I'm sure it's a lot better than what we got going on. But, <laughs> <laughs> but a lady now is going to teach me how to make my um, pizza healthier. Yes. <laughs> you know, what's funny is I didn't put pizza on this list, but like, let's talk about pizza. Remind oh, me at the end. At the end, I have hacked pizza. So I'm going to put in my two cents. I want to hear that. it. OK, yep. at the end, please remind me we need to talk about pizza because it's on this list. Yep. But that is such a classic family favorite. Yes. I don't know why that didn't come to my brain. But. Yes. And the idea that like in Italy, like they would have healthier dough and healthier right. cheese and healthier everything. But it's all fresh and right and beautiful. Not poisoned. Yes. <laughs> right. Okay. Good. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Help me remember that one. Yep. You got it. But yeah, the idea and the inspiration for this podcast was kind of like adapting a family favorite meal to make it more nutrient dense. And I did have a friend call me kind of recently and she was like, my kid only wants to eat like X, Y, Z, you know? Yeah. Like whether it's like chicken nuggets or they only want to eat spaghettis or mac and cheese, like, right. I've, I've kind of heard it all. And so I was like, how do I help those people? Cause that's tough. Like that's a really tough place to be in. Yep. Um, and and it feels like a pivot out. Right. Start the small change. Exactly. To get the kid used to the new change. Right. Right. Exactly. So she was like, they won't touch vegetables. What do I do? I was like, man, that's, yeah, that's hard for the mom that is just like, wants to do it right. Yeah. 
but like the kid won't eat. So so yeah. we're going to kind of talk about how to make things more nutrient dense in simple ways and ways to like sneak veggies into stuff. And, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I love it. Um, yeah. So if your family has a quote unquote picky eater, mm-hmm. <laughs> then I hope like this episode is going to help you, you are out. The picky eater. Yeah. Because yeah. sometimes like the the revitalization of your meals can be really simple. So just some like simple things you can do to increase the nutrient density of your meals is like swap processed white table salt out for like a mineral salt, a Celtic salt, Redmond's real salt, something like that that actually has minerals in it, some Mm -hmm. sort of unrefined sea salt. Um, That's one thing or a really simple thing you can do that nobody in your family is going to notice if you do that. True. That increases your nutrient density by increasing your mineral intake. Just right there. Right there. That's a simple one. Good. So that's kind of like one tip. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go through actual meals and suggest some some uh, substitutions, but I just wanted to give you like general substitutions mm-hmm. first. So salt is a good one. Um, substituting for white sugar, you could substitute coconut sugar mm. or maple syrup granules. We buy maple syrup granules. Um, it's different. I think it's different than like maple sugar. Yeah. The granules are like you could add water and make maple syrup out of it, which we've never done. But it, to me, it just has more of the maple flavor. But we use that mm-hmm. um a, a lot more often and even with like coconut sugar or maple syrup sugar or anything like that you can put it in the blender and blend it up to make like confectioner's sugar so you can make mm. powdered sugar out of it yep. or you could try so we have our whole episode on alternative sweeteners that you could listen to and make lots of recommendations on there but in general things like honey is a really good substitute if you're keeping it raw and unheated. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, they're like stevia is a good choice. Um, monk fruit is a really good choice. So there are simple swaps where more noticeable than table salt, like it will change the flavor a little bit, mm-hmm. but it's still going to be a sweet treat that your kids are going to like. So if you're not going to change anything else out, that's a pretty simple swap. Yep. Um, Replacing vegetable oils is another good general swap. Yes, easy. And no one knows that taste. Nobody yep. knows the difference. Yep. So swapping out any canola oil, sunflower oil, safflower oil, things like that, which we've talked all about in our fats and oils episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, any of those industrial seed oils are terrible and inflammatory. So swapping those out for olive oil, avocado oil, coconut oil, mm-hmm. butter, lard, like even better, the animal fats. Yep. Again, not something anybody's going to notice, but a way to add nutrient density to a meal. So instead of cooking with canola oil, cook with avocado oil. Yep. There, you just took out a really inflammatory ingredient and replaced it with an anti-inflammatory ingredient. So that's yeah. not changing anything else, just a simple yeah. swap. Yep. Um, and then other things like as you expand outwards <laughs> mm-hmm. um, could be like replacing white refined flour with either a gluten-free flour be- blend like Cup for Cup is a good brand. I like their wholesome blend. Mm-hmm. You could buy it on Amazon. Um, you can replace it with nutrient-dense flours like buckwheat flour, which is not actually wheat like the name implies. It's a berry. Tricky. So it's gluten-free, buckwheat flour is a nice nutrient-dense, and it's pretty much a cup-for-cup replacement for white flour. Mm. Um, You can replace it with almond flour or coconut flour, which will change the texture of the product more, much more than like buckwheat will or a cup-for-cup blend. So those like cup-for-cup gluten-free blends are made 
to replace white flour in any mm. recipe cup for cup. Yeah. Um, but they do contain some less nutrient-dense ingredients. So it's a good starting point. And yeah. then when you're ready to branch out from there, if you want to replace it with a really nutrient-dense flour, like almond flour or coconut flour, then I suggest actually just looking up recipes that use those flours as opposed yeah. to looking up a regular recipe that uses white flour and trying to replace True. it with just almond flour, coconut flour, because the moisture content is totally different. The texture is totally different. Yes. It doesn't work well. It doesn't work it. well. Yep. yep. Yeah. You need like a dedicated recipe to that because it will help you alter how much liquid ingredients you put in and all of that. So, yep. yep. Um, but those are some really simple swaps. And you could do those at any time on any budget. Like, yeah, right. Anywhere you're at for the most part, unless you're in a food desert. Because even places like Costco now carry yep. almond flour, coconut flour, cup for cup flours. Like, they all carry like, it's, it's easy to find these days. Yes. Or Amazon. Yes. So for the most part, those are some simple... Oh, swaps. I, I just thought of, um, and you know, on breakfast pancakes, how obviously maple syrup is the answer, but a lot of households I see do the corn syrup syrup. You know what I mean? Like, oh, like the fake syrup. Yeah. And it's like, that you got to change that. Man. Okay. The like Aunt Jemima. <laughs> yes. Yes. Like put, yes. Like yes. Real maple syrup. Thank you, Kay. Good yes. point. Yes. If you're yes. using like the processed syrup in a plastic bottle shaped like Aunt Jemima, right. it's so it cheap. is Don't corn do it. syrup. Yeah, Don't, Don't do, do it. it. Don't do it. Replace it with real maple syrup. And one of my favorite things to do, I mean, and this is you can buy it like affordable good quality maple syrup anywhere but it's fun here in Iowa because you can also buy lots of maple syrups made in Iowa there's like timber yeah. I think like timber creek is a brand we find locally um and there's another one we buy that are both made in Iowa and I can't remember the name of it anyway yeah yeah that's yep. next level I know that's our in our Amish stores have them and we have a maple tree in our in our woods so I was like I'm gonna make this oh and then gosh, kept, it's kept, a lot of work my, I know my husband works with a guy and he's like I got two out, gallons of sap and it turned into like half a cup of syrup I was like yeah I was like never mind I won't do that yeah I think <laughs> it takes like 40 gallons of sap to make one gallon of syrup okay see I'm not here for that ratio I'm gonna <laughs> and pay, it's like an all-day cooking process yes, I'm gonna pay some Amish guy to do that yeah <laughs> So that's why it's expensive. But yes, yep. good. That's a good swap. Help me remember anything else I'm forgetting. But yeah, yeah. yeah just simple swaps, right? Yep. Like where you're still serving things your kids will eat. Yep. But you're swapping out some of the more inflammatory How ingredients. About this? Any like candy or processed snacky crackers for fruit? Mm-hmm. Hey. Anyway, throwing that kids, out there. Kids love fruit. They really do. And it tastes like candy. It's amazing. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. There's some just simple general swaps. Yep. Um, and it's in like with that list that we just went through, it, for the most part, it's pretty easy to make a switch one for one mm -hmm. without mm -hmm. making a lot of adjustments. With the flowers, it gets trickier. But yeah. Yeah. But for the most part, like you could do that today. And yeah. that would be a big improvement. Yep. If you're following a standard American diet, those swaps would be a big improvement over not doing anything at yep. all. And it will add to your grocery bill, like it really will, but you're just paying to feel better, right? right? Like I, I think that too. I'm like, gosh, our grocery bill got really high, but it's like, okay, hey, you feel good and you go through life with ease of physicalness. So it's like, 
I don't want to, you know. Yeah. And we could talk about what the average American family spends on healthcare every year. Very true. Very and true. like things like allergy medications, sleep medications, yeah. heart medications. Yep. Worth the extra up. Like 40 bucks a week on pay the extra for groceries. Yep. And don't need all of those hospital visits, doctor's office visits, medication bills. Yep. It does kind of balance out. Yeah. Agreed. In the end. Agreed. Yeah. Um, And then another thing you can do to make foods more nutrient dense is like any dish that you can add bone broth to. Yes. Add bone broth to. It's such a like, like, even if it's not a ton, yes. replacing like water. Yes. Obviously in a recipe that it makes sense to do this right. for. Savory food. Right. <laughs> Savory right. Foods. right. Not desserts. Right. right. <laughs> but replacing water with bone broth is such. Yum. So like cooking rice. Cook rice in bone broth. Yeah. If you're cooking, if you're like soaking and making beans or something like that or lentils, like mm. cook the lentils in bone broth, cook the beans in bone broth. Like yeah. I do that if I make a batch of Beans, first of all, to save money, you can buy dried beans so much cheaper. So much cheaper. Than buying canned pre-made yep. beans. It is it is time to prep them, but it's not a lot of hands-on time. Right. You just soak them overnight. Yeah. You, you so just It's just planning time. So yep. I just soak them overnight and then cook them in our instant pot. And instead yeah. of cooking them in water, I add like a full four cups of, I mean, I make a lot of beans at a time. So you could scale down, but I add like a full three and a half, four cups of bone broth mm-hmm. and then they absorb all the bone broth and then I'm eating bone broth beans. It's amazing. Um, but rice is a great way to do that way. Um, anything that's going to absorb the liquid. Yes. So yes. it doesn't really make sense like, to cook like pasta in bone broth, you know? Yeah. Because it's it, it would absorb it a, a little. little bit. Yeah, a little. But I'm thinking more like beans, rice, like stuff potatoes. like that. Potatoes, yeah. anything that's just going to absorb the liquid. Yeah. Yeah, so if you make mashed potatoes, like add bone broth into it. Yeah. Like just anywhere you can think of. If you make home, make your own pasta sauce, add a little bone broth into it, whatever. Mm-hmm. Anywhere you can, add bone broth, and that increases nutrient density. And for the most part, family members aren't going to notice any difference in taste. And if you don't feel prepared to make your own right now, which it is super easy, super, super easy Mm -hmm. just to make Mm -hmm. your own. You just need bones. Yep. (laughs) But if you're not at that level, you can buy good quality frozen bone broth at any like health foods. Yeah. Natural grocery is that Bonafide. Yeah. Bonafide is a good brand. Um, I think Trader Joe's has their own brand that Mm -hmm. is good pasture raised. Just look for it to be from animals that were pasture raised so not Mm. pasteurized (laughs) pasture raised animals grass-fed animals Mm -hmm. that's where you would want to get bone broth from because their bones aren't storing toxins Mm -hmm. like animals that were raised in conventional feedlots are so yeah yeah don't use low quality bones for making bone broth or buy bone broth that's just conventionally made but look for the high quality stuff in the frozen section yep yep so that's another good trick and then another trick i use is adding just shredded veggies like Mm. to kind of (laughs) anything yeah you could add shredded zucchini to like muffin batter to brownie batter Mm. i had like the most amazing brownie recipe i always talk about this send it i know and then i'm i never remember but it literally had like four cups of shredded zucchini in it it was a lot of shredded zucchini so it was like i would make and and it was just like they were flourless, so it was shredded zucchini, honey, almond butter, um, 
And then cocoa powder, sea salt, baking soda, I think. And yeah. then I would use the Lily's like stevia sweetened chocolate chips. Um, it was oh. really simple. Yum. And literally, like, the base of it was zucchini. It was a lot of zucchini. And they're oh. amazing. Like, I want some. Okay. So you can do things like that to make black sweet. Black bean brownies. Black bean brownies. Yes. Also sneak delicious. I've done that. in the things. Yes. So those are ways to sneak in vegetables or, like, make zucchini brownies or zucchini bread. When I follow recipes like that, I just add extra zucchini. I know that mm. not everybody likes to experiment with their baking that way. I rarely follow re- <laughs> recipes actually you're a say. You're a <laughs> I'm like, how can I sneak an extra cup of zucchini into this and not notice it? Yeah, and yeah. for the most part, it's not ruined any recipes. Mm-hmm. So I think the like zucchini brownies I made, I'm pretty sure the recipe originally called for like two cups of shredded zucchini. And the first time we made it, I'm like, I'm just going to do four cups. And it worked out great. Yes. Um. So yeah, there's there's simple ways. And then if you, even if you're just cooking like pasta sauce from a jar, like just yeah. jarred pasta sauce, look yeah. for something that doesn't have sugar added. Yeah. That's your first, as a first ingredient. As a first step, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah. So look for one that's not got sugar added. But then if you're going to make like pasta sauce for your kids, yep. um, if you grate up and cook zucchini and then mix it in with the sauce, it is unnoticeable. That's amazing. Truly. Okay. And same with like basically like frozen cauliflower or um, riced cauliflower. Yes. If it's riced and you cook it in the pan for a while and then add the sauce, again, it's really not noticeable. Yeah. So that's kind of an easy way to like, okay, kids, I'll make you noodles and red sauce. Yeah. Like, because that's all you want to eat, but just sneak vegetables into the sauce. Grated I find that like grated carrots and zucchini especially are easy to hide. And another one that's kind of easy to hide, well, depending on, I know there are kids that like can spot anything, right? Um, So families will just have to work with that. Maybe you have to blend the sauce so there's not obvious chunks. Yes. Like our Tammy Rich who has, you take your vegetables and you blend it all. Mm -hmm. Yes. And Mm -hmm. add, um, what's the other good thing to add to it? Nutritional yeast Mm -hmm. to it can give it that little nutty flavor. I don't know. Yeah. Um, But spinach, if you chop it finely is another thing. Oh yeah. That's pretty indistinguishable because it's just not that much flavor. Yeah. So if you chop it small, it cooks up really small. And so you can sneak that into a pasta sauce. So there's, yeah, there's ways. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But yeah, if you have the kid who's like going to notice the tiniest speck of zucchini, just blend the sauce up. So like buy a store-bought sauce, look for something that's a good quality. That's a good starting point. But then saute the veggies and then blend it with the sauce in the blender. Nobody's any the wiser. And you just got like a cup of vegetables in your kid, right? And can we talk about how amazing Aldi is? So if anyone, if Aldi I know is, gosh, I went to an Aldi in Europe. So maybe it's all around the world. But um, they now have these great organic and a lot of the products we're getting from Aldi, the ingredients have no sugar added Mm. and they're like, they're plain ingredients like our pasta sauce from Aldi. It really is like 
tomato, pepper, onion, garlic. Like it, it's legit food. It's not like corn syrup, which yes. is weirdly in weird. a lot of pasta it's sauces. A, yeah, and then all these like weird preservatives that you can't read. And like sunflower oil for some yeah. indistinguishable reason. Right, there's no weird oils, no preservatives, no weird sugars. Like I'm like, good job, Aldi. Yeah, yeah. and I think they're, they own Trader Joe's. They're connected they're to Trader connected. Joe's yeah. somehow. Sister businesses somehow. Sisters. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. there you go. And and the, both those stores are affordable. Yeah. So just get good at reading labels. That's yeah. like one of the things you can do to simplify. Um, okay, so let's talk a little bit about some recipe swaps. So in convenience foods, especially like in the history of convenience foods, they pretty much started in the 1950s, like in America, at least. There was this growing demand within the food industry for easy, convenient foods, and especially like packaged meals. And that was kind of promoted through a lot of weird propaganda Mm -hmm. during that time period as being a superior way of preparing nutrition for your your food. So there were things like in the 70s, like hamburger helper, tuna helper, Uh like, you know what I mean? Just add a can. Um, This is my favorite (laughs) craft head created by 1937 now it's craft mac and cheese right but the original product was called macaroni pasta and processed cheese product <laughs> the word process was right on it it just said it just owning it just owned it and now they it took it out to be a little yeah less. now it's mac and cheese even though it's really not cheese Process. anybody who confuses that with cheese would have to know it's not that um which even like those early products of course were not nutritious like the yeah. early versions but now even since then we've increased our industrialization of the food process we've added more chemicals we've added gmo foods into the mix and so it's like even, a molecule away from plastic yes <laughs> so even those foods that were never nutritious to start out with have actually gotten less nutritious over Mm -hmm. time because a lot of the like real ingredients have been replaced with not real ingredients or with gmo ingredients or with pesticide laden ingredients so yeah so commercially grown products grown grains are just really heavily pesticide laden so i'm going to give you some tips for avoiding those things in your family meals yes (laughs) (laughs) okay so here are some of the like quintessential meals we're gonna adapt today and Kay will help me remember like feel good feelings for my childhood and like babysitter yes 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 yes. um mac and cheese yes yes chicken nuggets yes hot dogs spaghetti and meatballs yes tuna salad oh and ice cream Yes. Those are kind of like American staples, like right? feel good, feel good food. Yeah. And then yep. we'll talk about pizza too at the end. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll go through that one. Yep. So for mac and cheese, um, there's a couple of simple swaps. First of all is like, if you're buying the boxed kind, that's hard to get right, but there are brands, <laughs> <laughs> there are brands that make better products, like Annie's brand mm. makes better options it's less likely to have like artificial dyes in it Mm. um so there that company tends to make things with better ingredients but it's still not gonna be great so for this meal i'm encouraging you to branch away from the boxed product and make your own versions um so one thing you can do is swap the like enriched wheat noodles which are what come in a macaroni product yeah for brown rice noodles. Yeah. Um, and my favorite brand is the Tinky Yada brand. Yeah. Um, 
I, I don't know how easy. I, I find them pretty much everywhere. Like, I think we found them when we went to Tennessee. Mm. So I don't I, th- I don't think they're just local. Okay. I don't know where they are outside of the U.S. Okay. Um, but they're a nice brand. They make brown rice noodles for the most part. We've used them for years, like, just as the occasional pasta substitute. We don't actually, like, eat much pasta. <laughs> but, yeah. but on the days we do, it's nice to have that. Yeah. yeah. Um. F- and that for like kids, the texture of it is really not noticeably different. And I don't think most kids would have a problem if yeah. you swapped out for like just your normal pasta dish, the white enriched flour noodles, which are just, yeah, they're loaded with added in synthetic vitamins because they have no nutrition. Swap those out for brown rice noodles most kids won't have a problem or after like one or two meals. Yeah. Like maybe the first meal they're going to have an issue, but if that's all they're getting, then eventually they'll get used to it. Yeah. Um, For adults, you can try red lentil noodles. I Mm. actually like those. Yeah. Yeah. Barilla, Barilla, whatever. They make a, a, they make the only one I found that's just red lentils. Yes. Yep. Um, I buy it on Amazon. So they make a good one, and you can buy all sorts of shapes, too. So it's just red lentils. I like that. That feels like a more nutrient-dense option. Or you can try shirataki noodles, which are those, like, miracle noodles. Um, This is more for adult swaps than for kids swaps, because kids will definitely notice the difference, Mm -hmm. whereas, like, brown rice noodles, most kids will be totally fine with. Mm -hmm. These other things, like red lentil noodles, do have a different texture and taste, so... Maybe if your kid's an adventurous eater, they'd be more willing to try that. Um, But for adults, that's an easy swap. Or spiralized zucchini noodles are great. Mm. Or spaghetti squash. I tried um, zucchini noodles the other day, and I threw them in the trash. I was like, these are gross. Oh, no. Okay, so here's here's my tips. Here's my tips. First of all, like, I buy a not hand. I have a not handheld spiralizer. So I have one that, like, sits on the counter, and you, like, crank it. Okay. Um, if you do it on the angel hair setting and then you don't cook them, don't cook them. No, you just like heat up the sauce and then mix the hot sauce with the noodles. Okay. You're right. Cause mine were like gooey and wet and gross. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I need to cook them longer or then they're getting mushy. Okay. My friend Emily actually turned me on to that tip cause I would do it on the spaghetti setting, which is thicker. And then I would saute them. And then drain them. So they didn't have like all the moisture, which I was fine with. But then she actually just did hers raw on the angel hair setting. So really thin noodles. And then raw with the hot sauce on them. They were amazing. Wow. Way better. I've done that ever since. Okay, I'll give it a try then. Mm -hmm. Okay. Another tip I've seen, if you have the time, is to like salt the noodles before you cook them. And then put them in a colander and it drains all the extra liquid out. So they don't get mushy. Okay, good. Because the mush is the problem. Yeah. So, okay. But you need like a solid half an hour of drainage time, which I just don't normally plan that far in advance. <laughs> true. True. So- <laughs> yes. Very true. Um, another swap you can make for... Okay, so that's for subbing out the noodles for macaroni and cheese or any pasta dish. Mm-hmm. Um, then you can pro- swap out the processed milk for like whole raw milk. Ah. Uh-huh. Which is really nutrient dense. So as long as you tolerate dairy, which if you're eating macaroni and cheese, I'm assuming you do, <laughs> swap out the whole the the processed milk or like skim milk or low fat milk. Like, don't that's 
that stuff is not nutrient dense. Swap it out for whole raw milk, which is much more nutrient dense, has all the enzymes and bacteria and stuff that your body needs. Um, or you can get lightly pasteurized grass fed milk if you don't have like raw milk readily available to you. Uh, Kelowna Supernaturals, I'm pretty sure is fairly nationwide, not just local here to Iowa. Um, and they make a good lightly pasteurized whole milk that you can buy. Um, and you can use bone broth, again, in a macaroni and cheese dish. Just mm. swap out some of the milk for bone broth. Yeah, more savory again. Yeah. I like it. Nobody's any the wiser. It's still a creamy pasta product yes. at the end, and you got some bone broth. Um, swap out the weird cheese powder for actual cheese. <laughs> <laughs> um, if dairy is tolerated, then the best way to do it is to make your own baked macaroni and cheese, which my mom used to do when we were growing up. Um, so you can use brown rice noodles, you can use grass-fed cheeses, um, whole milk from grass-fed cows, and then you can actually thicken it too with something that's not flour. If you use like arrowroot powder to thicken mm. it, you can add butter, which is also a nutrient-dense fat, um, and salt, pepper, all of those good things to taste. So um, that's an easy swap to make. So make your own baked macaroni and cheese. If you don't tolerate dairy, mm -hmm. I make a cheese, heavily quote, quoted cheese. Yes. <laughs> it's not cheese. Um, a, a sauce from squash that is also delicious, which really? you could also just try. Okay. And not call it macaroni and cheese. So not try to like openly deceive your kids because they won't necessarily be deceived. <laughs> um. I at home, I called it like squash pasta, <laughs> mm. but it's a cup each of roasted pumpkin, sweet potato, and butternut squash. Really? And I roast them because we grow those things in our garden, but you could also buy canned varieties of all of those. Like you can buy canned sweet potato, you can buy canned pumpkin, you can buy canned butternut squash. It's usually seasonal. Oh. Um, and I find that the canned varieties don't have a ton of flavor. Mm. But just for the convenience of it, if you can find them, use the canned ones. Otherwise, again, roasting, it's not like roasting vegetables is hard. Right, right. Like just cut the squash in half and put it in the oven. It takes like 30 seconds of hands-on time. Yeah. It's just the baking time is slow, right? Yeah. Um, but so anyway, I roast them, puree them, and then use a cup each. Um, and then you can add whole fat coconut milk. Um, a sautéed yellow or white onion, a bulb of sautéed garlic, bone broth to get it to its desired consistency. And then I use butter, but you could use ghee. Most people who don't tolerate dairy can tolerate ghee. Mm -hmm. um, and then you can use nutritional yeast, mm -hmm. like Kay mentioned, to kind of give it that cheesy flavor. Um, if you do tolerate dairy, then you can also make the same sauce with like whole raw milk instead of the coconut milk you could make it with parmesan cheese instead of the um uh, nutritional yeast so you can make it pretty cheesy if you want and yeah. it comes out as a really creamy that sounds good sauce um and then i just add like a teaspoon or so of turmeric for a little color mm, and smart. nutrition smart. and then salt and pepper to taste and it's like a delicious nutrient dense sauce and then you could mix it with any noodle of your choosing. So you could do spaghetti squash. You could do zucchini noodles. You could do spiralized sweet potatoes. Or you could do brown rice pasta for kids. Anything like that. That sounds amazing. 
So there you go, a nutrient and swap. So uh, like obviously the squash sauce is not, probably not gonna be, like if you have if you have really picky eaters, that's not gonna be your first departure yeah. from. Yeah, right. Not quite the mac and cheese flavor. Right. Yeah. You're gonna like work your way into something like that, but otherwise just make the simple swaps and make like a baked macaroni and cheese like we talked about. Yeah. Hey there, Renegades, Eleni here, briefly interrupting this episode of the Renegade Nutrition Podcast. I wanted to highlight a company that Kay and I have recently discovered that we love, and that company is Bulletproof. Bulletproof sells high-quality nutritional supplements, and every product that Kay and I have tried from them personally, we have found to be excellent. It's important when you choose a supplement that it contain the bioactive forms in order for it to be effective and Bulletproof has just the right forms in just the right amounts. Right now, if you go to Bulletproof.com and use the code RENEGADE15 at checkout, you can receive 15% off your order. That's RENEGADE, R-E-N-E-G-A-D-E-15. Use that code at checkout to get 15% off and we'll earn a small commission too. Thanks for your support. All right, back to this week's episode of the Renegade Nutrition Podcast. Um, the next thing you could swap out is chicken nuggets. Ooh, chicken nuggies. Mm-hmm. So nowadays, I actually think it's, it's somewhat uh, accessible to a lot of people to find a higher quality variety yeah like costco sometimes has things like that like organic chicken okay if that's the only swap you're making that's a good starting point right yeah or you can find like frozen gluten-free chicken nuggets like there's options nowadays i think um look for options with pronounceable ingredients only so even if they're gluten-free remember that that doesn't necessarily mean there's better quality ingredients in it um or you can make your own uh renee coley at raising generation nourished has a really good sheet pan gluten-free chicken nuggets recipe Mm. it's egg-free dairy-free nut-free and grain-free okay good Mm -hmm. name for her Mm -hmm. business i like her yes so her website raising generation nourished just go to that yeah just type it into your google browser right you know how to find websites yeah (laughs) and then um just type into her search bar her chicken nugget recipe and she has a really good one it has uh ground chicken it has coconut oil finely shredded sweet potato coconut flour onion powder garlic powder dried parsley oregano sea salt and pepper yeah that sounds amazing yeah so you blend all those things up together form them into the chicken nuggets. She gives you baking instructions. And then the best part is you can freeze them. So you could make a big batch and then freeze them. And then um, she said she actually just puts them frozen into her kids' lunch boxes because by lunchtime they've thawed. It's brilliant. Yeah. So that that's a really good nutrient-dense alternative wow. to like just regular frozen chicken nuggets that's amazing (laughs) yeah okay and again it might take your kids like a little bit of time to adjust to a swap like that yeah but honestly i'm sure they're still delicious yeah so maybe call them something different like chicken bites or whatever so your kids aren't if they're used to getting frozen yeah yeah processed chicken nuggets yeah if you say like i'm serving chicken nuggets and then it's not that you (laughs) might get more of a reaction hey yeah, so I feel, Kay, you can correct me if I'm yeah. wrong, because you have children 
outside of your body. Yes, right, right, right. right. (laughs) But I feel like the more you prepare them and are just upfront with them about like what the meal plan is, probably the less resistance you're going to have for it. So if you were like, we're having chicken nuggets for dinner tonight, like even as adults, we don't want to think we're getting one thing and then get something totally different. But if you're like, ooh, I'm making sweet potato chicken poppers. Yes, yes. Call it that. Yes. Like, or something, or chicken bites, or something different than... They don't have the expectation of one thing and then the disappointment. Even yes. if the thing that's replacing them is even better. Yeah. You absolutely nailed it. As okay. Long, yes. As long as like they, yep, their expectation and the name, if we're good, we're good. But if they think it's something and it's another, then it's a big old fight. Yeah. Yep. You're right. right. But if it's like a whole new name and then you know what, guys, just dip it in ketchup. It all tastes the same. We're right. good to go. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yep. So yeah, check out her website. She, I, I love her whole thing. She, if you have kids, she, she kind of redoes all the classics. So she, I know has a recipe on there for hamburger helper, like her own homemade version of it. And she's very big on, um, basic, simple swaps. So Mm -hmm. raising generation nourished. She has tons of make ahead meals, easy to make kids lunches. If you have kids, you should check her out for sure. Um, And then for hot dogs, (laughs) a standard American meal. Hilarious. um, Certainly one of the best things you can do is just buy higher quality hot dogs, right? Like this is a pretty easy one. (laughs) Yep. Like even a lot of the like Oscar Mayer hot dogs, even though they've started... um, like removing nitrates and preservatives from their hot dogs, which is an important step forward. Yeah. They still have things like corn syrup in them oh. and weird filler ingredients. Wow. Okay. Check. Check. So just check the ingredients. Wow. Um, so a much better option is like to choose hot dogs or sausages from a local farmer. If you can find them, if you get a cow share or a pig share or something like that, have the meat processed into like a hot dog product. That's one of the best ways to know you're getting good quality stuff. Um, Or look for a grass-fed and nitrate-free option from a source such as like U.S. Wellness Meats. They're Mm. online, so you can access them from anywhere in the U.S. Or look for options at your local Whole Foods grocery stores. Um, I like the Neiman Ranch brand. I find Mm. them. Okay. So they have, again, it's a processed meat, but you're swapping out conventional grain-fed yeah, corn syrupy. Corn syrupy. Yeah. <laughs> unhealthy cow or pig meat for well-raised, yeah. like, yeah. Cleaner ingredients. Cleaner ingredients, yes. environmentally responsibly. Yep. Uncured. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yep. Nitrate-free, sugar-free, usually. <laughs> yep. Yep. And we've started to do, like, more, like, on the bratwurst side, the mm-hmm. uncured, and then putting, like, the sauerkraut on top. Mm-hmm. And even my girl likes that. My boy doesn't. But even my girl will have that. So Yeah, and sauerkraut. You yeah. can get the good fermented sauerkraut in the refrigerated section, and then it's a probiotic, too. Oh, yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. Yep. Um, here, Bubby's is a brand that makes that. So that's a pretty, like, simple s- switch and maybe a little bit obvious. But I just think sometimes parents feel overwhelmed about how to feed their kid healthy. Like, yeah. that's an easy way. If your kid only eats hot dogs, fine. Just buy high-quality hot dogs mm-hmm. yep. and serve them hot dogs. Okay. Yes. <laughs> and now they have, like, some sugar, even at Aldi, like, with no sugar added. Mm-hmm. And then um, Natural Grocers has a no sugar, that Primal Kitchen brand. Yes. Yeah, for, so. ketchup, for, ketchup. for ketchup, you mean? Yeah, for ketchup. Yeah. Yep. Gotcha. Yeah. 
Um, okay, for spaghetti and meatballs, here again is an okay. easy like one-to-one swap. Yep. So just swap the white flour wheat noodles mm-hmm. for brown rice noodles. The Tiki yep. Yada brand has spaghetti, angel hair. They have all the textures. So swapping those out is a good way to go. Yep. Um, or you could swap them again for the shirataki noodles, zucchini noodles, spaghetti squash, etc., etc. So you yep. don't have to like... Just not have any of your family favorites, especially if you're going grain free. You can just yeah. replace it with grain free options. Yes. Um, for meatballs, one of the best ways to upgrade them is to make your own with the organ meat blend I've recommended. Oh, there it is. Mm-hmm. So in one of our prior episodes, we talked about organ meats and why they're important to eat. Mm-hmm. And I talked about some of the brands I buy. So look for an organ meat blend. You can buy it from US Wellness Meats again online. Um, but they usually make blends with like ground beef and then, so it's like 80% ground beef and then 20% organ meats and you really can't taste it. Um, and if you still do taste it in that blend, you can mix it one pound of that with one pound of regular hamburger, Mm -hmm. especially if you want to make a big batch and then you're still getting the benefit of the organ meats. And by that point, truly, you cannot taste it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and that makes a super nutrient dense meal. Because now your kids are eating organ meat. So if they're like oh. huge spaghetti and meatball fans, yeah. again, just an easy swap for the noodles and put organ meats in the meatballs and make them yourself. And meatballs Smart. don't take that much time. I mean, it's just thawing the meat and rolling it up. Yeah. Um, Smart. Yeah. And then another way to boost it is if you're using, like we talked about, like a jarred pasta sauce, look for a higher quality pasta sauce and then slip in some finely chopped spinach, some Mm. grated zucchini. Make sure you cook the veggies first because it cooks them into like mush and then you mix the sauce in and Mm. you wouldn't know they're there. So now even though they don't, your kids don't know it, they're getting cups of vegetables or your spouse or whoever doesn't want to eat vegetables in your house. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And organ meat. So that's a really good way to just upgrade that Mm. meal. Um, tuna salad again is a really simple upgrade and it's not like of all the things on this list tuna salad isn't really the least like nutrient dense like that's already a, a better option right. I was like that's really healthy that's good yeah, yeah that's a good one but um a good upgrade is to buy the safe catch brand of tuna okay um because it's sustainably wild caught and each fish is tested for heavy metals Ooh. and their standards are much stricter than the industry standards oh so that's like a nice swap because I know just with heavy metal toxicity, tuna can be kind of a big problem. Mm-hmm. The Safe Catch brand, I feel like is a good way. Like it's just tuna, doesn't taste different. Your kid's not going to notice a difference, right? Yeah. It just doesn't have the toxic metal load in it. Cool, cool. So I like that brand. It's called Safe Catch. Or you can use canned salmon instead um, which I like to use the bone in skin on option whenever you can, because the skin and the bones are so full of minerals and nutrients. Um, and you don't notice the bones like you mash it up like you would regular tuna and the bones are super soft. They're not like you're not like chewing on crunchy bones. <laughs> um, and it's perfectly safe to eat the bones. It's not like it's going to like hurt your intestines or something like that. So if you buy the bone in skin on option of canned salmon, that's a really nice upgrade for a tuna salad of like this really nutrient dense. Now salmon's even Mm. like of all the fish, it has more, a higher content of the good omega-3 fatty acids. So Mm -hmm. that's one way to upgrade your tuna salad or buy the safe catch brand of tuna. 
Um, with either option, mm-hmm. a further upgrade is to mix in canned cod livers, which Ooh. I know the skeptics right now are like, hell no, but like, that's hardcore. Yeah. The ICANN brand, I buy it on Amazon. I swear they're not noticeable. They're the same color as canned salmon or canned mm-hmm. tuna. Same color. The liver was like dark purple or something. No, the cod, the cod livers are a light pink. Really? Literally the same color. If you open like a can of tuna, they're pretty much the same color. Oh gosh. Oh my God. (laughs) Sorry, a bird just flew into the window. That scared me. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Wake up. Yeah, hello. (laughs) And then depending on what you or your child likes in your tuna salad, uh, you could add in chopped red onion, chopped pickles, if you swap the pickles out for fermented pickles. Oh. Like the Bubby's brand or look in the refrigerator section of your local like health food store and buy a fermented pickle. Bonus. Oh. Because now your kid's getting fermented I probiotic foods. didn't know you could get fermented pickles. Oh my God, I love fermented pickles. Okay. I have also, I love them so much we made a whole bunch of jars of them and they just weren't nearly as good as the ones we bought in the store. Really? So. Okay. Okay. Good job, Bubba, then. Yeah. So buy the fermented ones. They don't taste really different from regular pickles, but they're so good. It's such an easy way to get a fermented food into your body or your kid's body and most kids love pickles yes so that's another just general swap you can make is regular pickles for fermented pickles then your kid gets probiotics um but if you add the fermented ones into your tuna salad that's even better and then homemade mayo oh yeah is an easy swap and you make a good one i make a good one literally it's just one cup of avocado oil okay one raw egg make sure you have high quality eggs and it has to be at room temperature so you really want to make sure they're high quality eggs like buy them from a local farmer or somebody who you know the source or buy like a good pasture raised one and then a really quick way i've discovered to bring an egg to room temperature is i pop it in a glass of warm water okay and then it works well for this recipe. But if it's cold, it doesn't usually set up well. Okay. Good to know. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I like let the egg kind of reach a room temperature. So one cup of oil, crack a raw egg into it, add some Dijon mustard to mm-hmm. it. Let it sit for like a minute at room temperature and then use an immersion blender and blend it up and you can add lemon and salt. Amazing. Amazing. Literally, that's it. I do have a video on my Instagram. So I'm on Instagram as the Renegade Nutritionist. Um, And somewhere back in the archives, I have a video. It's been a while. Could repost it. That's amazing. But yeah, if you add in those things, and that's super nutrient dense because it's just eggs and avocado oil. Yeah. And lemon. So add in some homemade mayo. So truly, I mean, with the cod livers, I think if you are just eating mashed tuna, maybe you would notice. Okay. Right, but if you add in mayo, chopped onions, chopped pickles, mm. all the stuff people add in. Yeah, yeah. You're not going to, you you cannot tell it's in there. I've fed it to people without them knowing. So <laughs> Don't trust the lady at her house when she feeds you. <laughs> You'll go home healthier. <laughs> so that's a way to upgrade. And if you can get the cod liver, or like the cod livers in it, Oh my gosh, that's like one of the most nutrient-dense foods on the planet. So if your kid likes tuna salad and you're putting it in a sandwich mm-hmm. anyway, I really don't, they will not, they will not notice. Mm-hmm. I need to learn to like this. I didn't grow up with that food, so I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll work on it. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing you can do is to serve like sandwiches, tuna mm-hmm. sandwiches, turkey sandwiches, all those sorts of things if your kid's a sandwich kid. Try like a nutrient-dense bread, like Ezekiel bread, mm. or you can do a sourdough bread if it's made with good quality ingredients. Yep. 
um, or look for a sprouted grain bread or gluten-free bread. We make homemade gluten-free sourdough. Obviously, that's a time commitment. If you have the time to experiment with that, then that's the best option is making your own homemade breads because you know exactly what goes into it. Um, But if you're looking for a good wholesome gluten-free bread, one of my favorites is Happy Campers brand. Mm, Cute. You can buy them online. And then another really good option is Simple Needs, and it's spelled like K-N-E-A-D-S. So. Cute. Marketing friends. Marketing. Good job. Happy Campers or Simple Needs. Both are available online. Both are reasonably priced. Um, Happy Campers is a little bit lower priced, so it's like $30 for four loaves, okay. which I think is like if you're in the gluten-free bread world... <laughs> For yeah. good gluten-free bread, that's really decent. Yeah. Um, Simple Needs, I think it's like $38 for four loaves. Yeah. Both of them do use sunflower oil, which isn't my favorite. But otherwise, they use... They'd be $50 for four, four loaves. Right. <laughs> otherwise, they use really good, clean ingredients. Mm-hmm. So it's the lesser of the evils. So yeah. you're... I mean, again, if you make your own, you can use avocado oil or olive oil or something instead of... Yeah the industrial seed oils. But again, you're swapping out like pretty processed ingredients for much less processed ingredients. So no matter what, that's going to be an upgrade, right? Um, yeah. So those are a couple of good online options for yeah. free breads for any sandwiches. And then the last thing on our list is ice cream, which, well, we'll mm. go into pizza, but um, I just had to include ice cream because it's America's favorite it's dessert. Such a like classic family dessert. Yep. Here's the thing: you can so easily make your own ice cream, and it can be so nutrient dense. Um, especially if you're using, if you're obviously tolerating dairy, you're using whole, unpasteurized or raw milk. Okay. That's like a health food in and of itself. You can put in raw eggs, which if you're using good quality eggs, super high in protein. Um. I do recommend using an ice cream maker because we've done it both ways and the ice cream maker just is better. But then the, what's the alternative? Um, the other way that you can do it is you mix the ingredients together into like a glass Tupperware. You pop in the freezer and then like every uh, half hour you oh, mix you it mix up. It. Okay, got it. By got hand. It. So okay. that to me takes a lot more time. And most ice cream makers nowadays are pretty affordable or yeah. you can find them a lot of times in thrift stores because people buy them with good intentions and then never use them. Right, so. right. Same. Been there. Yeah. yeah so, um, but yeah, Christopher and I make our own homemade ice cream and we make it with uh, heavy whipping cream okay. from like a good pasture raised source not pasteurized but pasture raised yes, yes source and then we also do canned full fat coconut milk so it's not mm. so heavy on the dairy mm. um and then we use the maple syrup granules that i Yum. talked about vanilla salt whole eggs it's like pretty protein dense yeah and if you're gonna have ice cream it's a yeah. much better way to go that sounds amazing right it's a kind of like it's almost like, like a cheat yeah, it's like, like breakfast worthy. <laughs> yes. I you actually gave me like this little glimmer of hope of like I could have ice cream mm-hmm. and it'd be like nutritionally like amazing. And if you don't tolerate dairy, you can just use only coconut, coconut. milk. Yeah. Um use the whole fat coconut milk, still use the eggs. 
Um, I do just have to give you a heads up. It will be icier. One thing you can do is add like a tablespoon of vodka into the batch. Even better, lady. Now we're talking. Because over a whole batch, like it's not going to hurt you or your kids. Right, right, Um, right. (laughs) But it keeps it it from freezing so rock solid. Oh, yeah. So that's a tip. Good life hack. Throw yeah. in a little vodka, guys. Any, actually, any alcoholic brandy also works. Yeah. So, and throw some like strawberries in there. Oh yeah. Some, some like Lily's chocolate. Oh mm-hmm. my hand. Sounds like supper, guys. <laughs> Just ice cream. Wow. Yeah. So that's a way to do it. So yeah, you could do coconut sugar or you could do maple syrup granules. Mm-hmm. We just really like the flavor of the maple syrup granules because it does give it almost yes. like. I agree. I like the granular. It does give. Yeah. It gives it a nice maple syrup yeah. flavor. Yeah. Um, I've not made this particular recipe with a liquid sugar, so I've never tried it with like mm. liquid honey or maple syrup. Mm. Um, but you would need to change the ratios of things if you did but just look look a recipe up but homemade ice cream super easy and if your kids again are like big ice cream eaters then yeah it's just one way to like pump them full of nutrition if it's good quality whole milk yeah from like yeah you get ice cream you get eggs like life is good yeah it's good anyway oh and then pizza okay pizza okay here's my give me your hacks um so we do in Aldi has this now too. It's the cauliflower crust, which okay. you can which you can make your own. Um, so you need to have your high quality mozzarella cheese, eggs, and then the cauliflower, and then you make the crust first, and then or you can buy it. Sounds or like buy pre made. Yep, yep. I see them all over the place. Yes, yes, yes. And now you can, and then just do your high quality tomato sauce, and then your mozzarella cheese that's from you know a good pasture, and then also my husband and I have been doing this one. You ready? It is delicious. I'm ready. Shredded chicken crust. Oh, oh that sounds it. good. It's amazing. So you take sounds like, very keto. Yeah, yep. It was a keto recipe. So it's like maybe I don't know three cans of the shredded chicken, the big ones. Okay. And then you kind of push out the juice so it's a little drier. Okay. And then you mix in like the oregano, the Italian seasoning, maybe a little Parmesan, and some eggs. And then you cook maybe an oil. I forget. Google. Kay and I, neither of us are recipe people. Yeah, Can you, you tell? <laughs> just feel it. You know, is it plump or is it too moist? And then you just cook just the crust. Okay. And then on top of that, you just add the tomato and the mozzarella and whatever meat you want and then just heat it up after that. Um, it is amazing. Okay. Does the crust come out soggy or is it like a mm, solid crust? It, I tell you what, it is not soggy. It you it's a little crispy on the edges, but the inside it's doughy enough, but not like a, not soggy. Can you pick it up, or do you need to eat it with a fork? No, you can pick it up. It's a little limpier than like dough, but it holds together well. Okay, that's impressive. It's I'm a, gonna try this. I will send you the recipe, and it's on Google. Like it's so good, I could eat the whole pizza. So just Google shredded chicken, chicken crust pizza, pizza crust. Yep. Yep. That sounds amazing. It's amazing. I would totally do that. That's a nice protein dense option. It really is. Yeah. Um, we also really like uh, Simple Mills. Okay. So we buy the Simple Mills pizza crust mix. That's a really mm. easy one if you just want to make a quick pizza crust. Is it like rice flour? No, it's 
it's almond flour. So it's the Simple Mills almond flour. And it is like, it might have tapioca in it too, but it's pretty, it's very few ingredients. It's like six ingredients. If you're looking for a good gluten-free pizza crust blend, sometimes the like gluten-free ones just, they have a lot of starches and they're not that great, but sure they might be an upgrade from Mm -hmm. something else, right? Mm -hmm. But this one is really simple ingredients. It's like herbs, spices, almond flour, and then... An, another flour, I can't remember what it is, but um, it's gluten-free. So good. And you just mix it with wa- water, oil. It's been a while since I made it, but water, oil, maybe eggs. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then bake the crust. And then homemade pizza to me is so much fun. It's so good. <laughs> it's so good. So good. And then again, just buy a high quality sauce or make your own. Mm-hmm. And then add in, like, I love veggie pizza and I have since I was a kid. Mm-hmm. I guess not all kids like it, but that's a good way to get veggies into kids yeah. is to make like a veggie pizza if they'll eat veggies in that form. Yep. Um, otherwise, you can just buy high quality meats and... yeah. Oh my god, it's so I want pizza now. I know. I was like I was like lunch. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so good. Um yeah, so there you go. So those are some of the top American favorites upgraded. Yes. I, this is giving me such hope. Like I am like I can start eating food that I just am like so like my indulgent food. Like yeah. it sounds exciting. Yeah. I just thought this would be a good one for all the Mostly parents, but sometimes yeah. it is just a spouse who's struggling with a picky eater spouse. Yeah, you can't get yeah. them to eat healthy. Yeah. I have those clients too. Yes, yes. Um, but yeah, just my thought was, let's just take family favorites and make them healthier so that yeah. you don't have such a battle at mealtimes, but you also feel better yes. about what you're serving your kids. Yes. Oh, I have one more funny funny hack that's only oh. just a K hack. It's not like okay. worthy of you to say on a podcast. It's worthy of me to say on a podcast. <laughs> so, okay, I was like throwing my kids' dinners together, and I'm like, crap, I forgot a vegetable. So now I pull out like the frozen bag of peas, a frozen mix of carrots and corn and peas and green beans, and I just legit put like a handful of frozen veggies on their plate with their all their warmed up food. And I kind of thought, well, that was kind of lazy, but here we are. My kids freaking love little bits of frozen veggies. Okay. Legit. They're like, can I have more? And they just, I don't know, my niece and nephew, like they don't like blueberries, but then I had frozen blueberries. So I put those on the plate. They, that's like all they ate. It's what they love. So for some reason that fun texture in the cold, they loved it. I think that's brilliant. It's brilliant. It's worthy of okay. a podcast. Oh, yeah. If your kid, okay, so try small chopped frozen veggies. Yeah, just throw them on there. And my kids freaking love them. How funny. I know, right? Well, I yep. mean, kids are weird. Yeah. So you just have to find what works for you and your family. It's yep. different for every family. But yep. I guess don't be a tri- like afraid to try things yeah. like that, right? Yep. Like maybe it's what is going to get your kid to eat vegetables. I do know I loved frozen peas. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The kids. Yeah. And then because it's that finger food connection, like, man, it's fun. And it just is like yeah. somehow more exciting than regular right. peas. Right. Frozen right. peas. So there we are. Hey, there we do go. what we can. Well, thank you, Elaine. Yes. Thank and you. now I'm going to go eat a, a fun all American meal and not feel bad about it. Yeah, there you go. All right. All right. Go be renegades. Go be renegades. Thank you for listening to the Renegade Nutrition Podcast. Please keep in mind that this podcast is an educational service that provides general health information. The content on this podcast is not a substitute for direct, personal, professional medical care and diagnosis. You should always talk to your doctor before making a dietary or lifestyle change. Go be renegades! Go be renegades!